Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. Tumbling right in was Bruce <laughs> Belongi. Oh, my. Good morning to you. Hit the door and rolled right in. <laughs> you grabbed that morning. cup of coffee here yet? Then, oh, too? Not yet to here, but I had one this morning at the coffee clutch. So uh, how's the guys doing over they're there? They're doing good. They're doing good. Mm-hmm. Joe Pasco, because of you, came in with his granddaughters. and How did that go? Oh, it was awesome. They're talking to them. It was a lot of fun. The only thing I heard was that the youngest one had quite a bit to say about everything. She was great. <laughs> I mean, they told the hunting stories like old pros. <laughs> well, we got some new pros now. That's, That's right. Good. It's good to see. Uh, so it is up online at hometownescanaba.com. Okay. You can check it out I there. am going to check it out. Yeah, they did a good job. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, I have a Droid. Droid, okay. Yes. I don't have it up yet on Google. Okay. Uh, but if you have an iPhone, if you go to podcasts and search Escanaba, it mm-hmm. pops right in. Good. So that's how you can also find it that way. So it's a... Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's out of bed and ready to go. Of course they're up. <laughs> We're not the only ones up at this time, huh? right? Like my dad said, when I'm up, everybody gets up. <laughs> well, that's in one household. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that the you truth? Know, rise and shine, daylight in the swamp. Yeah, my dad just stuck his head in. He used to stick his head in the door and just say, time to get up. And you didn't you didn't wait and push no, it. You didn't, no, you didn't. Huh? You got up right away. <laughs> Well, that's because you were off to school. Well, did he give you a ride? Yes, to school? he did. I I got away with nothing because he knew everything I was doing. Because he was every a teacher, day. he was right there, there working. And come on, chum. So when he went to school, you had to go. I to was school. going to school. Yes. Well, yes. that's good. Didn't have to ride the bus or nothing. No. Didn't have to walk. No, through a snowstorm. Well, I got news for you. There's uphill some bad, both ways. There's some bad things about that too. Like you can't get away with anything. Why would you want to get away with something, Bruce? Well, I, was, I was a human. What were you being. trying to get away a, with, Bruce? I was a kid. You know, Bruce. What were you it. trying to get away well, with? Nothing in particular. But uh-huh. I mean, I mean, I had to. What be- is it that you regret in life that you didn't get away with? <laughs> Winning a lotto ticket, maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> As a kid, <laughs> they didn't even have lotto back in the seventies. That was back. That was terrible. That was a long time ago. A long. Do you know what? Time Coming ago. up on my fiftieth uh, graduation year. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my God. Are you going? I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. You could plan it. You live here. Yeah, I could plan it. Yeah, right. I'm not that organized. You know how organized I am. What do you mean? You put on shows all the time. Well, yeah, but I have to do that for to in order to exist. So that's forcing me to be organized. (laughs) Who's your class president, or does the reunions here? I spoke to somebody. I can't remember who I spoke to. They said, "Well, I think we're going to have something on the fiftieth. Well, we should." 50 years. What year did you graduate? 72. So next year. Next year. So you got time. Oh, yeah. I have time, all right. Huh? We can plan it out. Yeah, right. You know what my summers are like. Just make sure there's no steps because all those old people have to have <laughs> level all ground. All old people. That means you're directing that to me, I take it. Yep. <laughs> you know, you tumbled in. Yeah. You hit that step in the back there. That's right. No steps in the front. We'll have to make you come through the front. Oh, no. So you had made a trip down south. Yes, we went to Rio Grande, Ohio. Bob Evans restaurants. I, mean, I imagine a lot of our friends have seen them or had eaten at the restaurants. Bob Evans so raised his family in Rio Grande, Ohio, on a, his estate down there, and um, 
they this weekend was the 50th Bob Evans Farm Festival, and uh, uh, it was fabulous. It was really, really nice, great weather, huge, huge, huge crowds like I've never seen before. And there was talk that there was going to be that could possibly be the last one because uh, the the Bob Evans family actually sold off the restaurant end of their corporation and they kept the sausage making. As a matter of fact, some of the local stores I think have um, Bob Evans uh, sausage that they sell. And um, but they decided after they saw this weekend and it made some other factors that they were going to actually. I don't know that it's been officially announced yet, but the word is that they're going to extend it another five years. So we're pretty excited about that. You said you got a five-year contract. Well, no, not a five-year contract. They had a five. They were talking about a five-year oh, extension, extension on the festival. Okay. But um, you want to hear a funny story about Bob Evans? Yeah. No, not at all. I don't. No. I don't like funny stories. No, there. It's it, it, it is kind of <laughs> cute, actually. One of his best friends told me uh, that many years ago that he was. Uh, he was never on the quite the same page as the state police, okay? Mm-hmm. So he was going somewhere. A state trooper stopped him and said, uh, Bob, you're speeding. I'm going to have to give you a ticket. <laughs> what he said was, well, write out two. And the cop didn't know what he was meaning. And he said, what do you mean, write out two? And he said, well, because I'm coming home the same direction and I'll be going <laughs> the same speed. <laughs> So I had a chance to meet Bob a couple times years ago when I worked with Hank Peters, and he was really a nice guy. But <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Did he know how to cook? Uh, I don't was know he if a he good did. Cook? I don't know if he did, but the original, his original first restaurant was right on his property down okay. there in Rio Grande, and uh, I go there. I look forward to that um, every year to get on and eat at his, his restaurant. A lot of food at this thing. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, and but I like the uh, the sausage. You know, he's kind of famous right. for the Bob Evans uh, breakfast mm-hmm. sausage and uh, biscuits and gravy. You know, the old Southern um, breakfast style, and it was really good this year. So too. you sunk the log just a little bit more. Is that what you're telling uh, me? Well, it sinks anyways, whether I eat or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out how he does here on the log. And now from the Hall of Fame of Hunting, the transcendent of timber sports. The apex of axe throwing, the luminary of log rolling, Bruce Belongi. Yep, full of that breakfast sausage and biscuit gravy. Bruce is back in the studio this morning, entertaining the multitudes. <laughs> the multitudes. <laughs> Would you use words I understand? Thank you. There you go. Oh, That's no. that extra food that you had there. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I'm getting tired of that. <laughs> getting wet so you wrapped up a season I after up being a season. Oh, off for covid19 yes and it was before. wonderful to have these festivals and fairs going again yeah yes. so tell me about the year oh it was fabulous we just did uh we had a number of dates in minnesota uh north carolina uh pennsylvania virginia wisconsin um uh, just all over the place so it was, it was just a really really good year you know those these kind of things you always have couple bumps in the road but we got through it and we're ready you to thought go. after COVID-19 and having a year off that you wouldn't be excited about getting back on the road oh my goodness and then after that first one you went I'm hooked again I, well what gets, is it about it gets in your blood this? it gets in your blood I mean I enjoy I, I don't know what it is but it, I enjoy uh making people get a kick out of things and making them laugh a little bit and forgetting about their issues that they might have especially coming off of 2020 and um I don't particularly enjoy the travel anymore because it's really tiring to me. But uh, 
what keeps me going is knowing that what's on the other end of that trip. So I enjoy getting in front of the crowds. I guess maybe I'm just a ham at heart. Maybe it's in my, my blood. I don't know. But Were you a clown in school? No, not at all. That's what's so strange. I, I, I wouldn't say anything if I had a mouthful. And uh, I never really was outspoken. Uh, the idea of an oral report in front of a class would mortify me. And I wouldn't say. I, it was, I was just totally different than, than what I am now. Is that right? Yeah. What turned you around? Just doing it? One or? big splash. And when I worked for Hank Peters, um, well, actually, it was before Hank. Well, I did uh, some of the kids around town here had a had a show, and I just was kind of like from the audience. And when I fell in, everybody started laughing. I was like, you know what? This is pretty cool, making <laughs> these people laugh, and I don't even have to stay on and impress them with my talent. <laughs> and that hooked you? That hooked me, yes, apparently. And then Hank Peters, I got hooked up with Hank, and his whole family showed up at um, – the Bob Evans Festival, and so it was so nice to see them. This, I hadn't this seen year? Him. This year. Okay. Yeah, the Hank Peters. That's the gentleman that you started with on, yes. the, on the road. Yes, Hank, Hank is from the Cincinnati area, and he was an old uh, Micmac native from Nova Scotia, Canada, a Native American, and he had great stories, and he he uh, he's the one who got me started when I was pretty <laughs> questionable as far as my talent level was, was going, and mm-hmm. so... But we did canoe jousting and we did log rolling and axe throwing and all those things. And as the years went on, I learned, I picked up this, that, and the other thing. And it was just really fun. It was just, just a lot of fun traveling at that time because then I was in my early 20s and, and, you know, ready to go with a lot of energy. Well, COVID-19 was still an issue this year. Yes. Was it a problem when you went to these shows? No. Or were things different? Not at all. It was just like they had they had not missed a year. They had, Everything was right up to snuff. Um, I didn't see any... I didn't see any uh, real problems with it at all. How about the reaction from people? They were, it was even better than it normally is because they had been cooped up for a year and they were ready to get out and, and have some fun. Wow, that's great. So this uh, past weekend, uh, we had a couple of, one of the kids that we've been working with to right. learn log rolling. Right. Uh, Cole Bennett's went down and took second place in his division. Wow. In Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, at the Rock and Roll uh, tournament down there. Wonderful. Uh, He, uh, for the first time, rolled somebody other than us, meaning the group of guys that have been rolling here. Yeah. He did a great job and learned uh, quite a bit, so I'm hoping that they will continue to be more involved. Yeah. When you see over 30 kids (laughs) log rolling in a YMCA pool, (laughs) it is incredible Yes, when we only have normally just three or four or five five down yeah. at the uh, gladstone lagoon right so i've been talking with uh, some people at the y to see if we can get in now gary nash has been apprehensive about it he retired this month right so i need to talk to the new director who i don't know right uh, but i do know uh, one of the persons on the board and tried to show him some of the pictures yeah to what this could be they're in the process of hopefully putting together a new pool for their new facility, right. which I hope they design for log rolling, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> meaning a storage area to put the logs in and stuff. Right. And uh, But it would be neat to start something yet this winter mm-hmm. to get going. And then, because uh, on the way home, Cole goes, what can we do to get more kids involved in mm-hmm. this? He was that excited Good for about him. what he went through down there. Well, you, you know, what you do is pretty important because you're the reason why these kind of things get started because you know people and you, you kind of put the idea in their head. Well, Otherwise, it never goes off, gets off the ground. I did that, but Pat Ogle was the one that two years ago said after the Gladstone tournament, if I leave logs here, can you get kids to roll? 
And I went, oh, I don't know. And I went, well, I got scouts. I could try them. Right. And so I just asked, and there was some interest. It's amazing. And then we had other people started. around the community try, and I was hoping that a few would come back. It's kind of hard, but we didn't have what you call a structured program. Right. So we need to try and do that a little bit more. Because I was thinking that this is probably the first kid since Dan McDonough to compete. Right. From the Upper Peninsula in log rolling, although Gunther Solzy Solzy from Iron Mountain, I yes. think, was after Dan. Yes. So those would have been the two latest people who have been competing. I hear Gunther uh, to, on the radio uh, on a radio advertisement about office furniture over there once in a while. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes, yes. You okay. know, I don't know. I do not uh, know Gunther. I don't know if I would know him if I if I bumped into him. I knew him because he was log rolling when I was doing the tournaments with Dan here right. at the UP State Fairgrounds. Right. Uh, and, and so he had rolled during, that's his era, I think. So that would have been the early 90s. Yeah. And I don't think Dan was competing at that point. No. Uh, but it would be kind of nice. And then, then he was like, we could have our own tournament up here if we did it at the Y. And if right. we did it like in April, you could call it the icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, just the fact that you could be indoors. I mean, and now it's not just a seasonal thing. Right. Well, you know. it can't be because the tournaments start up already in March. Right. Well, how do you practice before that? Right. So that's what I'm saying. If you could get you a... could, I suppose. You just cut a hole in the ice. Indoor. Well, we've done we've done that before, but it's you not did. that fun. Yes. No, I suppose it wouldn't be. <laughs> Well, it's kind of it's a kind of a hard landing when you when your feet go all from underneath you and you you don't hit the water, you hit the ice. So. You've done that? <laughs> yes, a couple times. No well, that's, way. That, that's when I was younger and not real well. I'm smart. not that smart right now either. So, but no, we did it. We did it. We tried that a few times. We opened up big holes behind yeah. Sakely's home back. Did you really? Drive. Yes. You guys were hardcore back in those yeah, days. Yeah, we were. But huh? And that's the thing. You know, log rolling was so important to the community all the way back to Billy Gerard in the 1930s and 40s, right. um, all the way up, you know, to you guys yep. over on uh, Lakeshore Drive with yep. Leela Captain, the Sakeleys. Yep. Um, Freddie and Missy and Connie, and uh, um, they, they they were really good because yeah. they started really young. Dan McDonough. Dan. You. Mike, Mike is Dan's brother, Mike. Was, he a was real bit. good, yeah. Yes. And Dan, of course, he's uh, he was a... Uh, really good log roller and he put a lot of time into it but it paid off for him so yeah dan was telling me over with his show now in mackinac city the hardest thing that he is talking to the communities over there is convincing them that this is a sport they right. think it's just a show because that's all they've ever seen right. and that's what we're trying to do here is to show that it's also a sport because they can be competitive with right. it. right you know that's that was that's been a problem for many many decades with log rolling you know they've always looked at it as a kind of a novelty they never looked at it as a sport and of course, I think one of the big problems with that is is the number of competitors that would come into Hayward from, say, other other countries. You know, you never really had a huge, huge draw from any place other than Canada mm -hmm. or the United States. Well, and, that's where the industry is, right? But usually, most sports have a lot of competitors from all over. And I don't know what the issue is, but it it's always been kind of a problem to try to convince people that it's a sport. Well, hopefully uh, we'll be able to build on that as right. we move forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. You never yeah. give up on it. You always got to keep pushing. And I appreciate your advice to the kids well, uh, when you showed up for practices. Well, and, I never. And Cole, when he was going against the people down there, yeah. he was noticing that they were doing 
body language and stuff just a little different than what we were teaching them. Right. I said, well, the sport evolves and you, you know, you learn that. And I, mm-hmm. and I also said, well, you're also learning from a bunch of old guys. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. You're learning from the old, uh, the old, the old style. But you need to know how to do it right before you can change up the style. And right. And that was mostly where the arm placements were is what he was talking about. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's a, it's a type of event where you, it's kind of like, me throwing an axe. I don't throw the axe conventional way, but I've done it for so long that it, it works. Mm-hmm. And so with log rolling, it's the same. I mean, it doesn't matter really what technique you use, as long as whatever you use, you use it the same all the time. And if you can make improvements, great. But just learning to log roll, you just have to do it and do it until you figure it out. And then you get comfortable in a certain way. It is easy as falling off a log. And I am good at that. <laughs> Bruce Belangi <laughs> hanging out with me. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Peninsula.